The opinion of the court this morning in case 9572, Flowers versus Mississippi, uh, is delivered by Justice Kavanaugh. In a 1986 decision, Batson versus Kentucky, this court ruled that a state prosecutor may not discriminate on the basis of race when exercising peremptory challenges against prospective jurors in a criminal trial. Here we consider a murder trial from Mississippi. The question is whether the state violated Batson by excluding black prospective jurors during the jury selection process. The underlying events that gave rise to this case took place in Winona, Mississippi. Winona is a small town in northern Mississippi, just off I-55, almost halfway between Jackson and Memphis. The total population of Winona is about 5,000. The town is about 53 percent black and about 46 percent white. In 1996, four persons were murdered at the Tardy Furniture Store in Winona. In 1997, the state charged Curtis Flowers with murder. Flowers is black. Since then, Flowers has been tried six separate times for the murders. In the initial three trials, Flowers was convicted, but the Mississippi Supreme Court reversed each conviction. After the first trial, the Mississippi Supreme Court reversed the conviction due to, quote, numerous instances of prosecutorial misconduct. In the second trial, the trial court found that the prosecutor discriminated on the basis of race in the peremptory challenge of a black juror. The trial court seated the black juror, and Flowers was then convicted. But the Mississippi Supreme Court again reversed the conviction because of prosecutorial misconduct at trial. After the third trial, the Mississippi Supreme Court yet again reversed the conviction this time because the court concluded that the prosecutor had discriminated against black prospective jurors by using all 15 peremptory strikes to remove 15 black prospective jurors. The court's lead opinion stated, quote, the instant case presents us with as strong a prima facie case of racial discrimination as we have ever seen in the context of a Batson challenge, end quote. The fourth and fifth trials of Flowers ended in mistrials due to hung juries. In the sixth trial, which is the one at issue here, the state struck five of the six black prospective jurors. Flowers was convicted. On appeal, Flowers argued that the state had again violated Batson in exercising peremptory strikes against black prospective jurors. In a divided five-to-four decision, the Mississippi Supreme Court affirmed the conviction. Justice King wrote a dissent. According to Justice King, both the trial court and the Mississippi Supreme Court, quote, completely disregarded the constitutional right of prospective jurors to be free from a racially discriminatory selection process, end quote. We granted review. We agree with Justice King's conclusion in his dissent, and we reverse the judgment of the Mississippi Supreme Court. Historically, at jury selection in criminal cases, each side was able to employ a certain number of peremptory strikes to remove prospective jurors for any reason. No questions asked. That blanket discretion to peremptorily strike prospective jurors for any reason can clash with the dictates of the Equal Protection Clause of the 14th Amendment. Ratified in 1868 in the wake of the Civil War, the Equal Protection Clause of the 14th Amendment provides that no state shall deny to any person within its jurisdiction the equal protection of the laws. In 1880, just 12 years after ratification of the 14th Amendment, this court decided Strouder versus West Virginia. 
That case concerned a West Virginia law that allowed only whites to serve as jurors. This court ruled that the West Virginia statute excluding blacks from jury service violated the 14th Amendment. The court explained that the 14th Amendment required, quote, that the law in the state shall be the same for the black as for the white. But Strouder dealt with state laws that categorically excluded prospective jurors on the basis of race. The problem, even after Strouder, was that prosecutors could still exercise discriminatory peremptory strikes in individual cases to remove most or all black prospective jurors. The freedom to exercise peremptory strikes for any reason meant that the problem of racial exclusion from jury service remained widespread and deeply entrenched for a century after Strouder. In many jurisdictions, the exclusion of black jurors was almost total for decades, especially in cases involving black defendants. Black defendants consistently faced all-white juries in case after case, where all the black prospective jurors had been removed by prosecutors' peremptory strikes. In the 1986 decision in Batson, this court finally and squarely held that under the Constitution, a prosecutor may not exercise peremptory challenges on the basis of race. The court emphasized that a prosecutor may not strike prospective jurors on the assumption or the intuitive judgment that the prospective jurors would be partial to the defendant because of their shared race. The question in this case from Mississippi involving defendant Curtis Flowers is whether at his sixth trial the state violated Batson in exercising peremptory challenges on the basis of race. We conclude that the state did violate Batson. Several factors together inform our judgment. First and most importantly is the history of the case. The numbers speak loudly. In the six trials combined, the state employed its peremptory challenges to strike 41 of the 42 black prospective jurors that it could have struck, including five of the six black prospective jurors at the sixth trial. We cannot ignore that history. We cannot take that history out of the case. Next is the state's dramatically disparate questioning of black and white prospective jurors in the jury selection process for Flowers' sixth trial. In what the dissenting justices in Mississippi described as an apparent effort by the prosecutor to find pretextual grounds to strike black jurors, the prosecutor asked the five black prospective jurors who were struck a total of 145 questions. By contrast, the state asked the 11 seated white jurors a total of 12 questions. One can slice and dice the numbers and come up with all sorts of ways to compare the state's questioning of excluded black jurors with the state's questioning of the accepted white jurors. But we agree with the observation of the dissenting justices of the Mississippi Supreme Court. Quote, the numbers described above are too disparate to be explained away or categorized as mere happenstance. End quote. Finally, in combination with the other facts and circumstances in this case, the record of jury selection at the sixth trial shows that the state struck at least one black prospective juror Carolyn Wright, who was similarly situated to white jurors, as we explain in the opinion. We need not and do not decide that any one of those facts alone would require reversal. All that we need to decide, and all that we do decide, is that all of the relevant facts and circumstances taken together establish that the state's peremptory strike of black prospective juror Carolyn Wright was motivated in substantial part by discriminatory intent. In reaching that conclusion, we break no new legal ground. 
We simply enforce and reinforce our decision in Batson by applying it to the extraordinary facts of this case. For all of those reasons, we reverse the judgment of the Supreme Court of Mississippi, and we remand the case for further proceedings not inconsistent with this opinion. Justice Alito has filed a concurring opinion. Justice Thomas has filed a dissenting opinion, which is joined in part by Justice Gorsuch.